You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. After Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr might be the next best potential quarterback trade option the Chicago Bears have. But is he truly available? And what about Marcus Mariota? This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like LockedOnBears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more daily Chicago Bears talk. On the show today, we'll be joined by the host of Locked On Raiders, your boy Q, and he's going to help us break down both of the Raiders' potential quarterback trade options. We'll talk about Derek Carr's relationship with John Gruden and where that stands and just how much... Gruden may or may not want Carr in Las Vegas, especially with Deshaun Watson potentially being available for them. But then we'll get into Marcus Mariota, who's been kind of the hot name as of late. We kind of been cycling through them in the social media world and whether or not it will require a trade to get Mariota out of Las Vegas or if the Raiders might just straight up release him or how that's even going to work. Is Mariota even a quarterback worth going after? In this regard, we'll get on all of that today with your boy Q. As I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, you can hear I sound a little bit different than I might normally sound. It's because doing the podcast on the road this week, but still wanted to make sure to bring you your daily Bears news and analysis. So got more of a mobile microphone set up here, not my full soundboard and, you know, a nice sound dampening arm with a nicer, more expensive microphone. So you'll notice it's not quite as crispy, clear, beautiful sound, but it still wanted to get you some Bears quarterback talk, some nice analysis with some fun conversations with some fun guests, including, if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast with Tyler Dunn, breaking down all things Allen Robinson. He sat down with Robinson for like an hour plus long conversation, and he shared with us a lot of great insights on Robinson, how he ticks, what his motivations are, and what this contract negotiation situation has been like. It's really kind of a strange situation. So that was yesterday's podcast. We'll have some more quarterback talk in future podcasts to come. But today, it's Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. All right, joining us now on the Locked On Bears podcast is your boy Q. He is the host of Locked On Raiders here on the Locked On Podcast Network, also the host of our new sports betting show, Locked On Bets. I've already run, won some pretty good money with he and Lee Sterling on that podcast. I highly recommend it if you haven't checked that out yet. But of course, he also hosts uh, Unnecessary Roughness on Fox Sports Central Texas as well. He's our go-to Raiders guy. And, and Q, I don't think I've talked to you on the podcast formally since maybe the Khalil Mack trade. How, how have things been? Man, it's been good. And you're right. It's been really a long time. I mean, we talked when Khalil was traded that uh, that Saturday. I remember it like it was yesterday. We talked in great length. And then I think the only time we've talked since then is when the Bears played uh, the Raiders in London, right? That's the only time. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. That was 
a game and part of a season, I think, that a lot of Bears fans want to forget. So uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take some blame on that one. But, you know, we, we go from one blockbuster Raiders-Bears trade to now, I think, aspirations of another. And that feels to me about as far as I can go with it at this point because it seems like Bears fans are interested in Derek Carr. I don't know that Raiders fans are interested in getting rid of Derek Carr. And it, it's just weird because... This John Gruden-Derek Carr relationship seems to be strange. It feels like an on-again, off-again thing where we hear rumors that they're best buds and rumors that they're not best buds. Where, where do you think that stands right now between them and just with Carr and the organization? And how has that changed over the last few years? You know, it's funny, man. I think that the relationship is way better than most people believe it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think the national media thinks that it's some, you know, relationship that really can't be fixed. And John Gruden's not satisfied with Derek Carr. And Derek Carr uh, doesn't like his head coach. I really think they have a really good relationship. I mean, I, I do. And I think that you continue to see Derek Carr improve. Uh, and understand John Gruden's offense, which is very not easy to understand, if that's the best way to put it. I mean, he's he's got these very long play calls and makes you go through a big, long cadence where uh, a lot of coaches nowadays, you know, modern era, 2020, 2021, a lot of coaches, they'll they'll simplify things and make it a lot shorter. And John Gruden still goes through the the, the long laundry list of, of play calls just to get something in. And I just seen Derek Carr, the three years that he's been uh, playing under John Gruden, continue to grow and continue to understand what Coach Gruden wants him to do. And so I think that they're on the same page to the point where, not even on the same page, I think they're really good friends and, and pretty tight, and, and they're, they're, they're happy with each other. And the only little caveat I'd put at that is the Raiders are not, in my opinion, thinking about moving on from him unless they know that they're going to get a certified upgrade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they feel like there's a certain guy that could put them over the top. Derek Carr has continued to improve each and every year under Gruden, and, and really, last season in 2020, had his best year under John Gruden, and it was a, it was a really outstanding season. And I, I just think that they're really getting closer and closer and closer with each other and understanding what they want to do. Derek Carr is really like the coach on the field at, at the quarterback position for the Raiders. So obviously the Bears don't have any kind of offering they could get to upgrade Derek Carr. That's why they would want to bring in Derek Carr to, to be an upgrade in Chicago. At this point, is it basically Deshaun Watson is the only realistic quarterback name that's been rumored to be potentially available that would interest the Raiders enough to move on from Derek Carr? That it's you know, Is there anybody else even really in that caliber in your eyes? I don't think so. I think it's Deshaun Watson or bust. And I think that whatever the Raiders were to do, if they were to flip him to to Chicago, say, and get some draft picks and whatever uh, in return, they would use that plus some to go and get Deshaun Watson. I just don't think, honestly, there's enough capital out there that the Raiders would have to be able to get Deshaun Watson, especially based off of what you've seen and heard about other potential teams that are looking at Deshaun Watson. And then, and I'm sure you've talked about it already, you know, the Carson Wentz trade and what Indianapolis actually gave up for Carson Wentz. I think that that kind of devalued Derek Carr a little bit, you know? So I think that all of a sudden, maybe what you were thinking about a week ago for Derek Carr, what potentially could be uh, some trade bait for Derek Carr, might be a little bit less now after you see what Carson Wentz uh, went for to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the quarterback marketplace has really shaped out strangely, and that's obviously going to be a factor here with Derek Carr, especially because he can be a little bit of an enigma, I guess, in terms of the quarterback spectrum. We'll dive into just how good 
Derek Carr is and where he kind of fits among the quarterback market next on Locked On Bears. At this point, odds are that Derek Carr is not going anywhere and he won't be the next Chicago Bears quarterback. But plenty of other odds for you to wager at with our friends at betonline.ag. They already have some great NFL draft props available. Of course, you know, first pick, of course, Trevor Lawrence, a major favorite there. But second overall pick, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, maybe Sewell, the offensive tackle, or even Trey Lance, the dark horse quarterback option there. Even more specifically, you can bet on who will be the second quarterback selected, regardless of position, and who will be the third quarterback selected. So a lot of different plays to get some cash down on the NFL draft, especially if you're into the scouting. You can really, I think, get some easy money working ahead of time for you here. And betonline.ag is the number one place we trust. Sign up for a free account today and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. When you look at, at what Carr has been able to do in Vegas, it, it seems like he went from, you know, it's kind of like under, you know, underrated quarterback early on there when when they were still in Oakland and weren't playing really well, and then he kind of had those like MVP caliber seasons, and maybe he got a little bit overrated, and and you know, it seems like the last like. Three years in a row, he's been kind of more or less, I mean, at least statistically, he seems pretty stable in terms of the numbers that he's putting up and hasn't been terrible at any point. Maybe he hasn't been the MVP guy all along, but I guess, do you, do you still see him as underrated league-wide, or, or does it kind of, I mean, it seems like for Bears fans, he looks like an upgrade to Bears fans. I don't think they underrate him because it's, he's better than what we've seen here, but, like, I don't know that he always gets in the same discussion as some of the other quarterbacks at his tier. I guess, how would you how would you evaluate Carr in the greater scheme of quarterbacks? You know, it's funny. I think that Derek Carr is underrated in Raider Nation. I think that the Raider fans are underrate Derek Carr. I don't think they appreciate him for what he is. I mean, again, as you know, covering the Bears, you know, they would love to have a quarterback of the caliber of Derek Carr. Raider Nation's like, oh, my gosh, this guy can't win. This guy hasn't won enough games. This guy this, this guy that. Look, this guy wasn't responsible for having, you know, a defense giving up 30 points a game. I mean, you know what I mean? He wasn't the reason why uh, they couldn't win in, in, in the final seconds against Miami, against the Chargers, against the Chiefs. I mean, he didn't do that. That was the defense. That was squarely on the shoulders of the defense. I mean, there's so many things that that the Raiders have had issues with. And and Derek Carr, yeah, he has warts. I'm not going to say he's an elite quarterback. I'll never put him in that category. I think he's a really good quarterback that you could win with. And I think that Chicago, if they were to try to acquire him, they would enjoy him. I think they would enjoy what, they, what he brings to the table, the kind of person he is, and the fact that he wants to win. Now, does he have the wins and that he, he should have under his, uh, under his belt? No. I mean, he, he needs to have more, obviously. But at the same time, he has the tools to get it done. And, and like I said, under John Gruden, he's, he's improved each and every year. I think some nationally are starting to see who he is and starting to realize that he's a very valuable uh, commodity, especially after Matt Stafford was traded from the Lions to the Rams. And they realized, like, hey, look, Matt Stafford doesn't have a whole lot of wins. He doesn't have any playoff wins. But yet, you know, he's still a valuable commodity to the Rams where they feel like they could take the next step with him. I think a lot. Of, I think that opened up a lot of eyes to like, hey, man, Derek Carr could get it done as well. And I know Carson Wentz is going to the Colts, but I think the Colts were in serious you know, conversation trying to go and get Derek Carr. And, and the Raiders said he wasn't available. I think for the Raiders to come up off of Derek Carr and actually flip him to another team, it would have to be an unbelievable offer. 
And again, going back to Carson Wentz's trade, I don't think that that, that unbelievable offer is coming for Derek Carr based off of what I saw the Colts give up for uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, to your point, the Indianapolis Star, one of their reporters had tweeted that uh, the Colts did check in on the Raiders for Derek Carr and received a pretty firm not available. What about right. what about Marcus Mariota? Uh, not so much. I mean, I'm sure he's a backup quarterback. Of course, he's available. But what you know, I feel I feel like he goes from from the fallout in Tennessee comes to Vegas. Got a pretty decent contract from them to be yeah. clearly a coveted backup for for John Gruden. Uh, we got we got one game, uh, not even a full game, but like most of a game this year that seemed to play pretty well when Derek Carr was hurt. But like, are you surprised? I guess at some of the interest that seems to be out there for Mariota from either Chicago or, or other teams in general. You, you know, it's funny, man, when you talk about Marcus, because, yeah, I mean, hearing that there's teams out there like the the Patriots, like the Bears, like Washington, that are interested in him. And again, you're right. They, they only showcased him in one game, and that was out of necessity. That was that Week 15 game against the Chargers when Carr got hurt, hurt his groin, and it looked like he might potentially be out for the season, and it was going to be the Marcus Mariota show. But instead, he only played in that one game, and he did well. You know, he gave them every opportunity to win the game, and, and somehow they still found a way to lose. But... He did play well enough to say, okay, this guy, he could potentially be, uh, uh, you know, the, the lead dog. He could potentially be a franchise quarterback moving forward. And they did. They, they gave him a lot of money to be a backup quarterback, you know, just in case, you know, in case emergency break glass. But I also thought that they gave him that money because they were going to use him. They were going to showcase him. They were going to put him in there in some packages and use him as a weapon. And they never did that. And I know he was injured early on in the season, but. Down the stretch, man, he wasn't injured. And in week 15, he showed what he could do with his legs, uh, potentially with his arm. I mean, he, he showed a little something, something. And I think that his value would be higher if they had actually showcased him some more. I don't think that they showcased him enough to actually get some good uh, capital in return if they do trade him. And the problem is now that we somewhat kind of know what the salary cap is, you know, with the with the floor being $180 million announced by the NFL, I feel like, okay, they really can't afford to keep him on the roster. I mean, he's supposed to make 10-something million dollars this year, and if he were to be the starter, it'd be more than that. I mean, they gave him some good coin to be a backup quarterback, but knowing that salary cap and knowing how it went down, I don't think that they can afford to hold on to him. So I think most teams in the league aren't going to try to pony up a, a, a lot of capital to get him because they probably think, well, the Raiders, you know, they don't look that great on the salary cap. They'll probably have to release him. So a te this team is going to, in my opinion, go ahead and they're going to try to trade him maybe to Washington, maybe to the Patriots, maybe Chicago, who, who knows? But I don't think they get as much value for him now than they would have, you know, even maybe a few weeks ago. Again, I mean, going back to Carson Wentz, it's hard to look at Marcus Mariota and say, hey, he's worth the third round draft pick if, if the uh, the Colts are only giving up, you know, a, a second round pick or a third a third round pick and a second round pick conditionally, I mean, that's that's tough. You know, that's tough to to justify when he only played in one game in, in 2020. So I think the Raiders made a big mistake by not playing him more and showing what he could do, and that just that just made his stock go down. Most teams in the league, I think, think he's going to get released and they'll just pick him up on the open market. Yeah. So in some sense, a team trading for him would be trading a late round pick to try and. 
not have to negotiate with him in free agency. It's sort of to say, you know, we want to sign him and we don't want to have to compete with any other teams in the open market and we can just compete with our draft pick instead. Is that your perspective? Exactly, exactly right. And and honestly, I mean, with his contract, like I said, it's like $10 million if he's a starter. I think uh, he can hit incentives that make it really like $20 million, which is very, very reasonable. You know that, very reasonable for a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's got one year left on his deal. So, you know, if it works out, if a team, say Chicago were to acquire him and play him for a year and it works out, great. They can negotiate a long-term deal with him. They can franchise him. They can do whatever they want to do. Or it can say, oh, you know, it wasn't as everything we thought it was going to be. Just go ahead and let him walk and, and you know, move on and, and try to dip into the draft and get a quarterback or go free agency and try to get a quarterback somewhere else. I mean, just there's the options are there, but the contract is very reasonable for a starting quarterback in the league. Yeah, it's not so bad if he's your actual starter, but there's some question marks there if he's going to be a part-time starter or compete with Nick Foles in some potential situation. It's weird trying to fit Marcus Mariota in Chicago. But we'll go a little bit more in-depth on those contract details and what the Bears might be able to expect from him based on his time in Las Vegas next on Locked On Bears. I don't know if Marcus Mariota is a reliable enough option for me, and I really do value reliability. That's why I only trust rockauto.com for all of my auto parts needs. They're a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and I love just not only how deep their catalog is with more car parts than I can name, that's for sure, but it's so easy to navigate too. It's nothing flashy or fancy. It's kind of old school, but you just enter your car's make and model, and then you can sort by the brand's specifications and prices that you prefer. And those prices are particularly important because a lot of the chain parts stores that you can go to, they'll actually have different price tiers for the professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers like us. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. So don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts somewhere else. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I was just looking up those details, and it's a base salary of like $10.5 million. And then yep. if he plays over 60% of the snaps in 12 games, he will earn an additional $7.85 million. And then uh, for each victory, he gets an extra like hundred and fifty grand, and it all kind of adds up to, like you said, pretty a pretty nice chunk of change for a uh, backup quarterback money. Um, when Based on what you saw in the Week 15 game, it's, it's a one-game sample size that I think uh, we might be overinflating outside of outside of Vegas here, but like, first of all, I guess you know he did something. Like you mentioned he did some things with his arms and with his legs. Like, was it the Raiders' offense, or you know, did John Gruden have to kind of you know tweak things on the fly there to better fit a little bit of of Mariota? Like, what was your sense of how he handled the system in addition to just you know his talents shining through? I think the system fit him perfectly. You know, I, I really do. I, I think that his legs and his running ability just opened things up 
in that system. It made John Gruden's offense better than what it possibly really is. You know what I mean? It, it brought some RPOs to the, the ball game. It allowed him when plays were breaking down to also keep him alive with his legs and get out of trouble. And I mean, he rushed for like 80 something yards that game. And that's something that's a threat that the Raiders need offensively. And that's something I've been begging for Derek Carr to do is, hey, move out of the pocket, scramble a little bit, do something with your legs. I know you have the arm talent, but you've got to be able to pick up plays, you know, pick up some yardage. If there's a first down to be had, you got to go get it with your legs if 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 the you know if it's right there in front of you. And he kind of hesitates. But in 2020, he did a better job with that. He, he would move the pocket. He would run around. He did. A, and he's not ever going to be mistaken for, you know, a fast dude like Lamar Jackson or even a Marcus Mariota. But he did do a little bit more of that in 2020. And so to see what Marcus Mariota was able to do that as an extreme athlete with his legs, I mean, it just really opened a lot of things up like, OK, boom, that's what you want. You know, just like if you look at Buffalo, what you want to see from Josh Allen, he's able to do things with his uh, his arm, but he's also able to create with his legs. And and that keeps that gives him that dual threat ability, but not necessarily a running guy. You know, again, not a Lamar Jackson, but a guy that can keep plays alive. That's what I think that the Raiders need ultimately is a guy that can turn, you know, lemons into lemonade and not just all of a sudden turn lemons into a sack. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's uh, that's that's what I liked. And I thought that he brought to the table. So not really John Gruden switching up his offense, more like Marcus Mariota making his offense better. Oh, that's that's good perspective. I appreciate that. I guess the, the one thing I'm kind of left scratching my head about is why John Gruden gave Nathan Peterman a contract extension a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Can you have any explanation as to John Gruden's fetish for Nathan Peterman as quarterback? Man, I laugh and I laugh <laughs> and I laugh when you even say that because I don't know why he's so into Nate Peterman. I just don't. This dude, every time I hear that name Peterman, all I could think of is five interceptions in a half of a game. Five and a half. I mean, just like it's ridiculous. And for some reason, he really likes him and thinks that he's going to also turn him into something. And I will say, Peterman's got the wheels. I mean, he's got his legs. He can run with his legs. He's just he doesn't have that great arm talents. But they re-signed him to a, you know, a one year extension. And, you know, it's not worth a whole lot of money. But it lets me know that there won't be three quarterbacks in the quarterback room this year, in my opinion. I think that uh, Marcus Mariota will definitely be a. Uh, be traded at some point uh, maybe they have to release them if no team ponies up anything but uh, I, I just don't think that Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr will both be in that quarterback room especially with that salary cap going down and I guess Nate Peterman maybe he's going to be the primary backup I, I just it's so funny <laughs> man. I don't know what he sees in Nate Peterman I don't see it I, I really don't and I try to be as optimistic as possible like okay let me give this guy a chance he's the coach maybe he sees something I don't see I'm telling you man I don't see anything in that dude only thing I see is five interceptions in one half of a game. That's all I see. It just goes to show you that John Gruden will always be John Gruden. I mean, there's just no escaping. He, he, may, he might win a Super Bowl for you, but he'll always still be John Gruden under there somewhere underneath. Yeah, yeah. So people <laughs> always say, like, oh, John Gruden. Like, the, the, one of the rumors were the Raiders were going to go after Russell Wilson because they got along with Russell Wilson or Gruden got along with them when he was doing his TV show on ESPN. I'm like, what quarterback does he not get along with? If I was a quarterback, he'd get along with me. If you were a quarterback, he'd get along with you. I mean, it's just... That's just who he is. He can't help himself. <laughs> well, excellent. Q, I appreciate you joining us. And one last thing while I have you here, Locked On Bets. It's been a lot of fun to listen to. It's been it's kind of a new thing for us here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Not everybody yep. listening might not know about it. Tell us a little bit about what you and Lee are doing over there and uh, how you can help us win some money. 
You know, it's awesome, man. It has been such a fun ride because I'm not the biggest gambling guy. I don't I don't always talk about the lines and the numbers and the spreads and all that stuff. But Lee is such an expert from ParamountSports.com. He's been doing it for so long and he's so educated and he gives you nuggets, man. I'll, I'll, I'll present a game to him and he'll tell me something about it that's just incredible, you know, like some kind of stat. And he's like, well, you know, this team is terrible coming off of an eight point win or something. I'm like, where did you even find this at? Like, I don't even know where he comes up with this stuff at but he finds it and so it just is so interesting to me uh the little nuances that that go into the 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 world of sports gambling and we all know it's a huge world you know it really is and so i feel like i've been learning a lot from lee he's been doing a great job on the show and uh for the most part man we have winning nights after winning nights after winning nights so uh, i encourage everyone even if you're not a big gambling fan or a gambling person Check it out every once in a while, man. Locked on bets. Uh, it's on the Locked On Podcast Network, obviously. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He does all the heavy lifting. All I'm doing is I'm just throwing him some softballs and he's hitting them out the park and he does a great job at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how you find the time to do Locked On Raiders five days a week and Locked On Bets five days a week and find the time to come on and join us on the podcast. You, sir, are a time management genius. So I really appreciate you carving some out for us. Not a problem, my man. Anytime you call me, you know I got your back. I appreciate you. Well, hey, I, I guess we'll throw out our dream of sending you back Khalil Mack for Derek Carr and kind of reuniting the gang that way. So, uh, you know, lay that to yeah, rest. Yeah, that'd be funny if, if the Raiders sent Derek Carr to Chicago and, and Chicago sent back Khalil Mack. It's like, okay, those two guys who are best buddies still wouldn't be playing with each other. <laughs> wave, <laughs> wave at each other, passing each other on different airplanes heading yeah. in the middle of the air. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks again to your boy Q from Locked On Raiders for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. On tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by Chris Russell, the host of Locked On Washington football team here on the Locked On Podcast Network, breaking down Alex Smith how he has recovered from that gruesome injury. He won comeback player of the year, but it sounds like Washington is ready to move on, ready to part ways, but will that be a straight release? Would the Bears trade for him? Would there be a contract renegotiation? Is he even better than Nick Foles? We'll get into all of that and a lot of different dynamics that play into it on tomorrow's podcast, so make sure that you come back for that. And even beyond that, on Thursday, we'll have Mark Schofield breaking down kind of the full quarterback marketplace and figure out where the Bears kind of fit in all that. Not planning on a Friday podcast this week since I'm on the road, but still getting you four out of the five days. I mean, I, I'm really I'm really bending over backwards for you. I'm helping you out. You know, I know you appreciate it. I know it's, it's real strenuous work, you know, to be out here on the road trying to do a podcast. Of course, it's my blood, sweat, and tears that go into this thing for you. So uh, I hope you're enjoying some in-depth quarterback talk. I hope you're having a fine week following along with us here throughout the offseason. Really appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you sticking around. And I hope more than anything, the podcast helps you bear down. <laughs>